For your entertainment and pleasure, please keep all phones on silent. Enjoy the film. Welcome. Bienvenue. Guten Tag. Bienvenidos. Ciao. I'm the gay one. I'm the brown one. One of us is diagnosed. One of us isn't. For your entertainment and pleasure. ADHD Features presents... An an Aster Three-Way. Oh, God. (laughs) In today's episode, we'll be discussing Ari Aster's trifecta of complete trauma. I hope you're all prepared. Brought tissues and seek to therapist counselling session. Brought tissues or bring tissues? Bron- bring- bro- <laughs> it's, it's my second language, you asshole. How dare you? Well, learn. I'm dyslexic. I Fuck you! <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> what did you watch films for? That's true. You, what, you don't watch subtitles? How the fuck do you think I learned? I watch subtitles, but- Okay, that's fair, yeah. Yeah, but like, not very well. Yeah, true. You see what I'm like? Yeah. I can't- You can't read. It's the ADHD. I'm it's, it's all the it's all the. I get myself through a single thing and like I start at the top of the book and I like I realize I've read three pages and I'm like what? What the fuck? Is three... <laughs> anyway, speaking about books, uh, what the f- there's no book translation. <laughs> Segway. Speaking, speaking about books, you know, you sometimes there's books used in Midsummer and Hereditary and in Bo's Afraid. He sometimes <laughs> likes to use paper as a motive for what he's doing. What the fuck is this accent, mate? It's like Bristol. <laughs> Fine. Like, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes in some of his films, I don't know if you noticed this, but there was actually in Midsummer, for example, there was a moment where they were holding a book. Books. There was a connection. Segway. Anyways, uh, <laughs> number one. <laughs> Anyways, hi everybody. Well, good to have you back. Hey, hey. Hi. <laughs> we're very chaotic today, as you can My tell. My meds are wearing off, guys. I have no meds, so that's fun. Uh, so basically, today we are entirely chaotic and extra kind of ADHD-esque, which means that this episode's going to be very unhinged, so I hope you enjoy. I also think it's the perfect thing for Ari Aster. It it's is. fucking unhinged. It is unhinged. Because <laughs> let's be honest, everything he makes is just deeply fucking unhinged. To the point that you wish you had fucking episodes. Like, no, what the fuck is it? Like, explained videos for everything? And sometimes I'm like, I can't be fucked. I just pretend like I know this shit. Ari Aster, what a guy. What a guy. He, the man just literally came out of nowhere and gave us... Three of the most prolific horror movies of all time. Not even horror, but just an incredible art style. Of Psychological just like, horror. Yeah, I mean, which is exactly my kind of horror. Like, yeah, me too. It's like, if I don't feel like I'm deeply traumatized by the end of it, I do not want it. Thank you. Ari Aster. <laughs> officially the collection of Midsommar. No. Hereditary. Hereditary Midsommar. And Bo is Afraid. Three films that are distinctly different in many different ways, handling of various uh, subjects in very different styles. All of them with various different kinds of ideas, all with varying meanings, all with varying variables. Very. Pretty yes, true. it is a lot. Okay, what what do we think about Ari Aster in general as a director? I like his films. Mm. I do. I think he's a very good director. Personally, I don't know a lot about him, like, personally. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, no, we're not stalking them, okay? We're not, no, I don't. We are not stalking them. Do not fucking put us on a watch list. I already am in one. Don't put Alex in one. Jesus Christ. Maybe I am in one. You're not. You're not that expensive. <laughs> expensive. <laughs> not that interesting. 
I'm actually so hurt. <laughs> I'm interesting. You are interesting. I'm just being an asshole. As we all know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go whack my head on a lamp. I'm going to bury you in a bear suit. <laughs> and then and go to theatre camp. Done <laughs> 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 <Dung> that. <laughs> Exactly! It's almost like it actually happened. Yeah, I've actually banged my head on the lamppost many a time. <laughs> I haven't chopped my head off though, that's for sure. Are you sure? Anyways, no, Arya, I really enjoy his movies. I don't, he also don't know anything about him, but I feel like he make, he likes to focus a lot. His movies are all about trauma, all about some mm. kind of trauma. Well, he's done, like, obviously, you, everyone knows his, like, feature films, but I mean, like, he, he did, did the... shorts, yeah. What, the strong yes. thing about the Johnsons. Yes. Then he, he orig- the original short of Bo, which it's clear when you watch Bo's Afraid that he had like a short film version of it. Because the way it's structured is very clear that it is. Yes. Yeah. There's an illusion of that. And then what else did he make? Mon- Mon- Munchausen. That sounds right. Yeah, Munchausen. And then uh, there's... Basically. What? <laughs> basically. <laughs> basically what, mate? <laughs> Turtleheads. <laughs> <laughs> that was another one of his shorts. Um... But his features are Basically, he's done a... Yeah, it's interesting because he took a very long break between Midsummer and Bells of Raid. He did. A, he, I mean, how long did it take? It took him a, a couple of years to get that done. Yeah. Well, he said that he took, a, he took him well, a long time. Well, you've seen the film. No wonder it took him so fucking long. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's, it's the fucking man was long. It is, it is long. Not to be but, controversial, but why was it so <laughs> fucking long for? Okay, that we disagree on that point. I fucking enjoyed that it was long as fuck. No! We get it, he's afraid. I understand. I get it. I was afraid too. I would be in the same situation if I was. But it didn't need to be so long. And that's my preaching we will, truth. We, we, we will talk about it. We will talk about it. Just get we very will. frustrated. I know you will. My accent comes out so I know. It's quite ridiculous. You will never see my accent get strong unless I get pissed off. Are we just going through each one of his main features? I mean, we would still suggest that if you can, we haven't watched any of... I mean, I've seen the bow short. Uh, and you can see it's. I think it literally. It's just the first half, like the first act of Bo's right? Bo is just that. Ah. Oh. That which I think works so fucking. Perfectly. I've seen the Johnsons film. I haven't seen That's the Johnsons film. Fucking. Is it good? Crazy. Good. It's good. It's fucking weird. Sounds. Like it's Ariasta. Do you think it's not going to be weird? It's about like um, the son has like a thing for his dad. What in the Oedipus Rex? Oedipus. Yeah. Do you mean Oedipus? Oedipus. It's Oedipus. It's Oedipus. It's Oedipus. Oedipusy. Um, swish. <laughs> I wish. That's really awful. This is bad. We probably should I stop promise that I'm a good now. Lesbian. Um, nah. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Actually. Yeah, fuck you. Okay. Anyways, so again, a lot of his features are. For, I mean, first, hereditary was a lot to do with family trauma and generational trauma, and cult shit and grief and and also like growing up with a sibling that has a yeah. disability yeah a big thing wasn't it yeah that I was mean a lot thing. of it but yeah that was a, a, a big I mean that was like Charlie was essentially that which I mean I think is more a presentation than a theme mm-hmm. yeah uh, and then we have Midsommar which to some people it's it's a breakup film to me it's an indoctr- indoctrination film well it's obviously it's multiple things yeah but Ari Aster literally said it is a breakup movie yeah. he wrote it about his wife yeah about the breakup with his ex-wife. Yeah. It's a breakup film. It is a breakup film. I just, like, I'm seeing it as, like, this looks to me like just regular indoctrination. What does the word indoctrination mean? It means that... Okay. Uh, cor- in- informational corner with JP. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
uh, indoctrination uh, is a form or technique in which a group of people influence another who is in a weak state to get them into a certain level of trust, where oh. they basically do what do what you want. I've cults. been through that. Yeah, cults or toxic relationships. Oh, I've been that. We've been through that shit. Ow. We have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> painful. I know. So Midsummer's about me. A no, breakup film it's not. No, no. Are you wish you're a Florence Pugh? I, I've had people tell me I like Florence Pugh on some occasions. I have long yeah, hair. Yeah, I mean I can see that. I've got the same nose. The thing is that you're Greta Gerwig. That's the difference. You I am only, Greta Gerwig. You can only be Greta Gerwig. I am. Yeah. Wait for the Greta Gerwig episode, guys. People, Bar Barbenheimer is gonna be. Well, Barbenheimer's next, which yeah, we, we have a film that's live. <gasps> It's actually happening. Yes. Which means you guys get to see you guys will get to see live reactions and shit, which mm-hmm. is gonna be so good. Okay, yeah. I, let's go through the movies individually. And then it's best okay. Uh so I am not the resident expert on Hereditary, but I think out of the two of us, I know Hereditary the most. Yes. Because I it's one it's one that I've seen it's one of the movies that I watched. I'm surprised that I watched it so many times because my god, that movie's traumatic. Mm-hmm. Just watching it. Yeah. It's so effective at portraying that kind of trauma and then giving you new trauma. Like sticking your head out of a door or out of a car, never do that, or else you want to have a Jack Skellington time. It's a real headbanger that film. Yeah, it's a very good hangbanger. It also it's a great food for ants actually. Mm. Great food for ants. Great. Uh, if you want to get a new nose job, a great idea. If you yeah. want to get you into crown. Yeah, you want to crown. If you want to really get, if you want to have an extra special time with Midsummer with cult behavior, dude, these people so are good. awesome shit. It's so, so anyways, Mitz. <laughs> no, anyways, hereditary. Hereditary. It was so insane. Nice. Hereditary is a film about, if I remember correctly, uh, a mother, a family, uh, a younger mother, sister, a son, a younger brother, sister, and a father who's trying to keep them all together but failing ultimately. The mom, and the grandmother. The, mom, the grandmother. Did yeah. she die? She does, but it's really a, a lot of it is about her, about the grandmother who's dead, because a lot of this starts because of the grandmother being dead. Yeah. So, uh, quick recap for those of you who don't remember Hereditary, and if you don't want to watch it, because my god, if you don't want to watch Hereditary, fair, because <laughs> I don't wish to. I I don't know why I've seen it so many times. We don't want to. We don't want to pass things down to you. You know, we, we don't want it to be Hereditary. <laughs> I I wish it wasn't funny, but it is. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> so Hereditary is this film that's focusing on the gr- on two kinds of grief. One that you don't expect, and one that you really don't have feelings for, which is kind of a weird way of putting it. <laughs> so the family that we're presented, familiar. yeah, uh, <laughs> there it, the fa- Tony Collette who is playing the mother in this film, uh, which fucking incredible, oh, like <clears throat> Tony Collette who is like this pro- prolific actress. It's a shame that she didn't win anything because frankly, I'm like that's unacceptable because mm-hmm. her performance is ridiculous. There's probably better performances on that year, and I hate saying that. However, her performance in this film is nothing short of fucking incredible yeah it is it is just ghastly and it's it's just it's horrifying but the the screams she fucking does are just blood curdling in like the best way it's just such an anxiety built film it, it I mean, like, he makes films that are just yeah well i mean like that make you feel anxiety it was just silent for most of the film wasn't it, it is and then you have these like Awful sounds yeah. that come from Tony Collette of her just oh. being in complete horror. Was there a soundtrack for it? I didn't there know. was. Was there? There was. It's very minimally used, though. The scene He's where in his bedroom, and you know how sometimes when you're sleeping and you, th- it's like not dark to the point that you can't see anything, but it's a little you bit. You know, you like, can see something. You think that, like when I was younger, I used to think that my teddies were like blinking. Yeah. 
Um, her at the side of yeah <gasps> she's on the roof she's on the fucking roof oh, oh my god it's so many parts of this movie are just and it's just like fully silent yeah I mean it's brilliant the use of the film starts with like this dollhouse aesthetic which mm-hmm. like, because, like it's a way of kind of like her having control which again a lot of it is kind of a lot of this film is uh, tra- ways of coping with tra- like generational trauma yes it's so clearly about that it's kind of the way that Tony Collette is trying to process the fact of her mother being a fucking asshole also, being a cult leader, which you find out later. Mm. Spoilers. Uh, if, you, if you didn't know, you, this is all spoilers for these three movies, so if you're, watch, if you're listening to this point, then expect spoilers. Why the fuck are you watching a podcast about people with ADHD and not expect spoilers? It's just, yeah. it's just, so much of that movie is beautiful, like, filmmaking, and it's so intelligently yeah. portraying the fact of the way that every single member of this family is trying to cope. With the abuse of their well, grandparents. Yeah, well, it's just the expression of family connections yeah. in such a dark way. And, like, the it's, older brother wanting to, like, look after a sister who's obviously having the peanut allergy yeah. attack. Oh, my God. And he's, like, tripping. Scene. It's ten minutes of it's just pure sucking. horror. Oh, oh my... If you haven't seen that... I mean, if you have seen that scene, you know that that image is burned into your membranes. Was well, the fact that they just shot his face and you yeah. don't really see... And then you wait until, like, ten minutes and it's just her head eaten by the fucking ants it's just yeah. horrific oh. oh my god the act to be fair though I've, I've seen the the actor, the actor. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if they're non-binary the person who plays yeah the person the, Charlie the yes. younger sister yeah yeah Charlie yeah yeah so um, I think they might not be non-binary I'm not they might be sure. I don't know um, they spoke about how everyone always mentions that they were the kid from Hereditary yeah and they've had it for such a long time and they're like like 21 now yeah I mean I'm, yeah. look at their face and I was like I can't unsee your face and everyone's just been like oh and you got nothing. your head back <laughs> it's like well, funny funny funny. imagine having that all the time though oh god that oh, would god, be your awful. head it's back on yes. funny that is that actually would be awful it would be fucking I feel shit. so sorry for you dude this, if, you're, yeah. if you're listening to this I'm so sorry I know you won't come be. to the podcast but like please just like I'm so sorry come tell us your trauma man do you yeah. know what I mean it's I mean that film it, it, I think I, it's a very brutal <clears> and kind of metal like therapy session that's the way I view it yeah it's it's just a therapy session and it's in the most metal horrific something about bloody. it makes it that it's like oh my god everything you want to say but don't yeah do you know what it's also a lot of it is how we have no control mm-hmm. we really have because abs- uh, you watch the film the first time and it's like these people are just being tortured and you look back and you look at it from the perspective of the cult and you see how they knew exactly Textually, how everything would play out, yeah. and you would have the entire point is for the sister to get her head chopped off, fucking, so that demon the, thing yeah. goes into Alex Wolf's body, and he becomes the next demon king or whatever the fuck it is. Oh, ah. Alex uh, Wolf is great. Yeah. Alex Wolf is a great. He does. I, it's. I, you think it's Tony Collette's movie until it turns into Alex Wolf's movie. Yeah, well, like, the amount of people who've done, like, the dress-ups of him oh, yeah. for, like, things. Do you know what I mean? I mean it's, have it's, you seen the, the, like, the parties where people dress up as oh, the A24? Yeah. I want to oh, do that. I want to do that. Just I the A24 yeah. aesthetic. I would be Ladybird. Yeah. Nobody could steal that Just, just an A24 movie. Yeah. Uh, I did dress up as Florence Pugh at one point, though, nice. for a film festival. Nice. I dressed up as Midsommar. So. Nice. Yeah. I know for a fact that if I'd ever do an A24, like, dress-up, I know for a fact that I'm doing, like... You do both of, yeah. I could do both of them, but I could do Oscar Isaac. Yeah, you could do Oscar Isaac. I could do an X Machina. Because you guys look the same, We do. I could just do X Machina. Yeah. Because, like, short hair, the fucking big beard. Yeah, Yeah, literally. Yo! Literally. Tangent aside. Yeah. Tangent aside. Okay, the ADHD tangent aside. uh, (laughs) I'm trying to fucking stay on track, and it's difficult because ADHD is not letting me. 
It's okay. This whole podcast is about it is. It is. We have to remember to associate these things in our lives because, as much as we may be sprawling off points right now, it's ADHD and it's difficult to live with, and also it's fun. And, it is. You know, we exist and. The po- and, 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 Andy, shut the fuck up! Hereditary, crazy good film, man, you know what I'm saying? It's good, it's just good. Do you know what I'm saying, man? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, Ari Aster just really outdoes himself, doesn't he? Yeah. He does, and it just gives you a performance where you're just like, I'm so unsettled. He also entirely revolutionised horror. Yes! We never, after Hereditary, everything felt like an Ari Aster movie. That's the influence that movie had. Yeah, it really did. And, like, it's... People get... Ari Aster confused with so many people. They do. That What's one that? fucking film, people always got confused with it as Astra. Do you remember that one? Ad Astra, film? yeah, yeah. And people always getting get confused with Ari, Ari Aster, Aster and yeah. Ad Astra. Who, who the fuck wrote it? Was it the guy from Whiplash? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. I think actually. it was. Whiplash was Whip, excellent Whiplash. fucking yeah. film. Great, great movie. Tangent, but it's so good. Such great. La La Land, I have my issues with, but it's actually. it's uh, Whiplash. If we're talking about Tony. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Yeah. Oh, mate. Tony Collette. The Little, little Miss Sunshine. Last last episode, we spoke about Steve Carell. Steve Carell and Little Miss Steve Sunshine. Carell. Little Miss Sunshine is a good movie. <laughs> it's so it's good. such a good movie. Not connected, but it's just... Not connected. Just I'd throw that the, in there. The ADHD turned into strong here, okay? Yeah, it's Tony Collette. It's connected It's somehow. Tony Collette, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> it's all interconnected. It's the MCU, but it's the ADHDU. <laughs> you do. Uh, no, Hereditary, it's all just... It's, it's so, so good. Like, there's so many shots in that movie that are just gorgeous. The way that he... He films shit. It's just fucking crazy. It's it's so creative as well. Like, every single... Sh- I mean, everyone copied the shot. It's the fucking, like, upside down into, like, re- like the whole, like, running... Mm. We everyone, co- if you, everyone copied that shot for so long. Yeah. I saw that in, like, I don't know, was it Malignant? I saw like, that exact same mm. shot. Might have been, yeah, I don't know. Like, that shot has been replicated. So, it, like, it shows the influence that that movie had on... Yeah. An entire generation of Hereditary had such an influence on especially like filmmakers today as well. Yeah. Like new up and coming filmmakers. Yeah. Like it's such a big thing of especially like shorts and yeah. stuff. Like just about, I mean he started out. He started shorts. yeah, I mean you can tell because he fully built this craft around like photography and cinematography and like film that felt dynamic and interesting and alive, which is something that for a long time, even in horror, felt like that was I mean, horror is famous for having very interesting cinematography and very interesting filmmaking. However, he just kind of said, you know what, let's elevate it. Let's go full Art Nouveau. I think there's something interesting about the fact that it doesn't have to be a jump scare. It doesn't. Obviously, there's a He fully, but he, he avoids them, basically. Yeah. Because it's all it's suspense. More I mean, we're it talking sense. about the, the non-use of jump scares. Yeah. We look at Midsummer. Yeah. That is no jump scares. No jump scares at all. It's, but it's like, I mean, Ari Aster is a master of making us feel... Ari uncomfortable. Like Ari Aster, everything he's made is just, it's just fucking excellent. Frankly, it's so true. Uh, I mean, we we started talking about Midsummer. Yeah, let's. Talk you're, about the, Midsummer. you're the resident. I... You're the resident expert on Midsummer. So I love Midsummer. Yeah, so I know you do. I also fucking, love it. Yeah, I know. But I just I... haven't seen it enough. <sighs> I've seen it so many times. You have. So Midsummer, obviously made in 2019. Yeah. Took a couple of how many years? Shit. Wait. Hereditary came out in 2018. Midsummer was 2019. That is a tight turnaround. Mm -hmm. And then Boat's Afraid, a solid what? Five years? Hereditary ends with a cult, so I guess you just jumped to the next thing, didn't you? I mean, 
To me, he, he likes using cult as a thing. He does. He did one for Bo's Afraid as he well. He did. I mean, it's acting. The film is a fucking crazy experience. It is. It it's is. also another film that's very traumatizing. It's so unsettling. Oh my God. The first time I watched it, I watched it at 3am in my lounge back home. Why would you do that? I don't know. It was stupid. That's a bad idea. I know. I watched it at 3am on my own in the dark. Listeners at home, never do anything like this ever again. It will fucking yeah. traumatize you permanently. And it did. Um, and I'm not kidding when I say my eyes were dilated for 20 minutes after the film. I had finished watching it. I just couldn't move. Yeah. I was so unsettled. And I felt sick. I felt physically sick. And to be honest, I loved it. But so did I. Because of the fact that the film made me feel so fucking affected. Because that just shows it's a fucking experience. Yeah. That film is crazy. Like... I mean, it, the fact that it uses... The film shows you the use, like, the techniques that a cult use to, what are the day, indoctrination? To indoctrinate... Uh, what was, what was Florence, Pugh's, Florence Pugh's character's name? Danny. Danny, yeah. They, you see how the cult uh, uses techniques to get Danny into the cult. Mm-hmm. But it's also the same way that the film uses techniques to basically brainwash you yeah. as an audience member. And that's the terrifying <laughs> part of it. The biggest thing I found was so interesting about it. Obviously, it's about the Swedish yeah. Midsummer. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's re-contextualizing or adding a new yeah, element well, of like Swedish Midsummer Obviously, festival. a lot of people had a lot of issues with the fact that they... Used. Used, you know, the... Sweet, he does shit like that. He, he which uses... Which I, I can understand because it meant that a lot of people kind of disrespected... Yeah. You know, Midsummer as a yeah. whole thing because... They expected for, shit like that. You know, like, it, yeah. they... And it, it makes it seem bad on that, like... Racism! Mm-hmm. Well, re- xenophobia, really, but still. Yeah. But um, the fact that it was all, obviously, in the day... Yeah. You never really got any night, and that's what made it so unsettling. It was that it was all in the day. I mean, there's something powerful about daytime horror. Like you have yeah. films like Texas Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which are basically daytime yeah. horror movies. But like the Pearl. fact that oh Pearl, like those movies are just all in the daytime, and I think it's the fact that it's so fuck. It, that's what I'm saying. It uses the technique of like something that feels good and holy, and it's just awful. Like the fucking scene where the guy jumps off the cliff. It's basically oh. blinding. It's oh just white. God. It's fucking awful. It's so fucking bright. It basically, it's it's literally gaslighting you. Yeah, I know. You can't fucking see Always anything. Always the last episode, gaslamping. Gaslamping. <laughs> gaslamping. Um, you're not gaslit, you're gaslamped. Get the difference right. Gaslamping. How do you gaslight someone about gaslighting? Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, the fact that they use the colorations especially, yeah. it was such a pale film. Oh my God. Until the moments that they showed the blood. Yes. That was the, the red pops out so yes. much. So well done. It's it's a very Edgar Wright thing. It's like you've got yeah, it on you. You got yeah, it on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. Like it's it was the use of the the colorations of the film. Yeah. Obviously hereditary was a lot more darker tones. I mean a lot of it used like this very neutral I mean, it's trying to keep it a very grey idea. Like who the fuck is who the fuck is I mean, at that time he wasn't really playing with coloration, really. There's one scene really a lot of it, actually, he was playing with photography and perception and yeah. this dollhouse aesthetic. Of course. Which in itself is great, but this was more kind of like, I'm going to make you feel very comfortable visually and then pull the rug from under you. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, the coloration use, especially oh God, in just grading. all of them is like, but like specifically Midsummer with the use of the pops of different colors, oh, yeah. especially the flowers. Yes. Like, so beautifully done. It's a beautiful it's film. A be- but that's why it makes it horrifying yeah. and dangerous. Because it's, it seems so enticing. I know. And you would... This is the truth when I say this. 
as somebody who is easily influenced by things, that's what scares t- me. Yeah, I would totally be involved. I know it's it's it's, it's so bad. It's like it's the fucking scary thing. People think it's a good ending. Like no, it fucking isn't. No, it's not. They fucking got you in the cult. That's what they did. They gave Danny the attention. Obviously, Florence Pugh characters characters called Danny. They yeah. gave Danny the, the attention she needed after she just lost her entire family and, and was her abused fucking... by her fucking boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. They just gave her attention when she needed yeah. because she had no one. Yeah. She they took her trauma and all the shit she was going through in her life and fed her. That's what cults do. Yeah. They find And that's what fucking people do. Yes. Man. They take the good. <laughs> like the way that cult, the way that cults work is that the way that much, I mean I'm gonna go on a tangent. I'm like actually I can't name a cult. General cult behavior. Uh, if you're listening to this, me- yeah. Again, uh, addition. One more uh, informational uh, side bit with JP. Uh, if you actually, if you're hearing this, Meg McGrady, you're gonna appreciate this. You're better than me. If you actually, if you don't know, my friend Meg McGrady made an entire dissertation about cults and about cult behavior. Wow. And they actually wrote it about like drama school and cult behavior. Oh, it's right. so fucking good. It's crazy. We will talk about drama school and cults with Bo's Afraid because that's actually hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, so with with Midsummer, it perfectly is the fact of cults. What they do is that they get you, it, they get people who are lonely, people who are vulnerable, people who, like, the best way they kept people is in bus stations and in libraries, in places where people feel lonely. You can tell people are lonely. And what they do is that they kind of offer this family to you. And they say that in the movie. I, like, what What the fuck is this guy's name? I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Pele. Yeah, Pele. It was Pele. Like, Pele, you, like, it's the fact that Pele is a perfect example of what a cult member would do. They will, they'll perfectly sell you this to someone who's lonely and deeply depressed and needs a family. It's like, I will, te- I will give you a family. Well, I think I will there's help something, you. yeah, there's something so interesting about how it's depicted and shown as a cult. But obviously, if you look at it in a kind of emotional sense, yeah. within regards to people in your life, you attract yourself, especially if you're someone who's sad and lonely and, yeah. you know, a lot of mental health issues. I mean, like, I was yeah. going to, like, use ADHD as a reference yeah. for this. Yeah. People with ADHD suffer incredibly badly with, like, emotional regulation oh issues. Oh, my God, yeah. And feeling at- disattached from Ev- people. Everything is either 100% or nothing. Do you know what I mean? And I think this film showcases so well about... How people... people can... Abuse that, basically. Yeah. How people can abuse the kind of... The, the shit that you're going through. And, like, take it and, like... Kind of, I mean, like, the character yeah. Pele, like, especially... He's, I mean, he's honestly scary how fucking persuasive he is. Yeah, but they make him the charming. Movie. That's what's fucking awful. Yeah. Like, I'm just... I, there's a, the moment when uh, Danny sees the sacrifice at, like, the fucking uh, cliff, and then Pele comes in and it's like, like, I lost a family too. I'm like, yo, wait, wait, fuck, whoa, 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 whoa. And then it takes so little to just trust him. And that's well, like, fucking horrifying. One of the biggest things, do you know in the ending scene where they're in the, obviously the bar, yeah. the, the thing, the, barn is, the no, barn's like, on fire. And Christian falls on, basically, like, let's, it's lit yeah. on fire. So, there's obviously the, 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 the two people yeah. where they're like, you're not going to feel any pain. They're trusting them, saying you're not going to feel any pain, and they're trusting to do this. Wait. Do you remember that? Yeah, but also, like, the fact that Chris, like, Christian, he's like, when the first, he is also kind of contributing to the gaslighting. Yeah. Because he says when the first fucking sacrifice happens, it's, he says, keep an open mind. He's contra- like he's almost like part of the fucking problem. Not even like, it's almost inadvertently, even though he's sacrificed, he's like, oh my God, sorry, I just had a full like reveal of shit. Holy shit, dude. 
My mind is blo- my mind is yeah, exploded yeah. a little bit. I know. Christian bought Danny for a reason. Yeah. I mean, Christian's a fucking abusive as fuck. You know the actor Jack Rayner. Yep. He was in one of my favorite films ever called Sing Street. I know, I know Sing Street. You was know he in Sing, Sing Street? Street? Yeah. He was Wait, the brother. Oh shit! Yes, he was. Oh fuck! I forgot. I mean, I haven't seen Sing Street in a minute, but I'm like, oh shit! I've seen Sing Street so many times. I I know. We will talk about Sing Street another time. We talked. We talked about Sing Street the first episode. I think. Yes. Yeah. We did. So that he's. Oh my god, we did. We did. And that's such a throwback. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, so for Jack one, Rayner, two episode throwback. Two episodes. Well, okay, for throwback us, because for it's us, a fucking throwback. For us, it's a throwback. Jack Rayner was the the fucking the brother fucking brother in oh, Sing shit. Street, and then he was in Midsummer, and everyone always says he looks like Seth Rogen. Do you remember that? Yeah. He looks like Seth Rogen, yeah, also, which he does. Yeah, he does. But. It's crazy to see the switch of that character being oh so beautiful God. to play that fucking awful human being yeah. who is the worst. Ari. Ari, Great fucking... Just do a little clap. Also, he, he, he also... His casting is just excellent. Fucking... Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh as Danny is oh a great choice. Oh, my God. Tony Florence Pugh just in general. Tony Collette as Anne. I forgot... I remember her name. Tony Collette as Anne. Yeah. Fucking excellent. Incredible. I will say this now. I think his choice of female casting is actually a little bit better than his choice of male it casting. Is. It is. Yeah. Outstandingly, I think. I mean, I think the one point that I'm not. No. I think Joaquin Phoenix was good. Joaquin Phoenix is actually perfect. But I think, I think that's perfect. a separate. Yeah. I think Bo's. The thing is, with Bo, we'll talk about Bo's afraid, but I think Bo's yeah. afraid is a whole complete different thing. It's a different. No, I mean, Bo's afraid is his, is his Odyssey. Yeah. It's his Odyssey. Yeah. He said it himself. Yeah. But we'll go back to Midsummer yes. quickly, just because there's so much we want to talk about. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. The music choices in this film. The the fact of, like beginning the film basically telling you exactly what's gonna happen and doing it with this beautiful choral music that makes yeah. you feel so and the use of motifs throughout mo- the things oh my you god you see the fucking motif of her like her sister when she's got the gas pipe yeah. in her face in the trees yeah oh my god it's oh my so, god, it's good. so good like he does this he likes hiding shit in his movies I love it I love it so uh, much I wanna I, do, like, I wanna, we want to do shit in our like yeah that's exactly, that's exactly we do. what we want to do like just the use of kind of symbolism. Sim- yeah, like, telling the audience the entire story that happens yeah. within the first five minutes. Of he the does film. it. He does it in Midsummer. He does it in Hereditary, but he does it in Bo is Afraid, which is kind of interesting. He breaks that cycle. This he is does. what I'm saying. Bo is Afraid is a whole separate thing. It's a different thing. I mean, he kind of still alludes to that in the halfway. Yeah, movie. we have okay. We the have the scene to... where Florence Pugh is crying and yeah. they're all embodying her. Oh my her god! Expressions again, also culture. It's just such, it's so, so effective. Not just that, but empowering. It is. To feel that pain within her body after she's just seen her boyfriend sleeping with someone else yeah. because of the fucking... Oh, that oh, scene is so... fucking crazy. That also... film is excellent done. And not another example of that is the switch between Tony Collette being possessed. Mm-hmm. And that, sorry, that, perf- that entire shot, that entire scene of the, Steve, her husband, getting set on fire yeah. is harrowing. Yeah. Oh my god, I've never, like, all, honestly, all of the third act yeah. of just, like, him being set on fire, her being dragged around shit, hit, fucking, her, like, Alex the, the just head floating. scene as well. Oh my god. I, that headbanging scene stays in my brain. Yeah. It really does. Oh my god, all oh, that movie, it, like, it, but it's like, it's, there's something so powerful of watching this woman just break down entirely and just switch just all the emotions he does just be drained so well. out of her. Not just that, but even in like, like if we're going back to Midsummer, with reference to the way that he shows like female em- emotions, especially or like non-binary. Yeah. I mean, we don't. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, um, like. Well, female rage. Female, yeah. Female wait, film my rage. Just female in rage. general, which is something that it's so interesting that he actually does it right. <clears throat> yes, he does. It's just rare as well which for a man so to do. Which is so good. Like, 
obviously this we're talking about the switch in hereditary also the switch at the end when she just smiles oh my god sorry that smile is just it's fucking menacing there's fucking it's like you people think oh she's so happy I'm like no no she's just no been, she's fully in it now she's in it she's there forever now yeah that's where she is i honestly it's, it's also so scary that it's unclear that if she's actually going to be killed you don't know because well, they've now killed the queen, everybody yeah she's the may queen yeah she's the person who's you know being brought into this and yeah. completely shown a world where she is appreciated and accepted and given this light that she needed yeah. in that moment. But you there is know. no light. There is no light. The only light is the fucking day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's this ever in the, in the words, uh, in, in the fucking, a line from, uh, asteroid city, sun, oppressive. Yeah, it's literally. just oppressive. I think the word. I think it's yeah, oppressive. I know. I'm pretty sure the lines. Are yeah, oppressive. I mean just don't... relentless. That was it. Yes. That's Le- no to light technician. Uh, sun relentless. Yes. Like, just the choice of casting. and unforgiving. That's it. Preach it. Um, the choice of casting for both of those films as just well. Good. Just his casting choices are very excellent. What is what? Who was his casting director? Um. Let's have a look. Andy took. To the internet again! Yeah! <laughs> so, uh, Ari Aster's principal uh, casting director, Jessica Kelly, does a phenomenal job in the way that she brings actors into his films. It's just, it's beautiful the way he does, like the way he ends up doing it. It's mm-hmm. just, it's also wonderfully inspiring. Yeah. Because he brings a cast, even though it's predominantly white, and I'm being that, it's, it's very fucking white. Yeah. His casting. I think that. The way that he, the way, the casting that he chooses, the people that he chooses is just fucking phenomenal. Yeah, literally, his his choice of like of actors just, is just. Good. He does need to broaden out though. He does. It's very white. He does. I mean, Joaquin kind of fits into the fact that it's not white. And yeah, it was. I mean, we they have we, <laughs> we have. Our Joaquin. <laughs> no, no, no. What? No, jo- Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> is a great. Cho- I mean, it's a great. Shout choice. out to Joaquin if you're watching this. Villarroja, pendejo. <laughs> Bearing in mind, not Joaquin Phoenix. No, oh, Joaquin. Joaquin uh, yeah, Joaquin Villarroja, who is also uh, if you actually uh, segment to support our people. Yeah. Speaking of Joaquin, Joaquin Villarroja, there's a little segment to kind of support and kind of shout out our people. But Joaquin Villarroja is having a film uh, in a festival. I don't remember what it is. If you want to follow him, please do. Uh, the film is called Traje de Luces. Go see it. If you can, yes. it's uh, just from the clips that I have seen that it's so good. Shown is is crazy good and also Ray Ray Joaquin. Yeah, Ray Joaquin is an actor, and we, also Ray Joaquin is a person. We like we wanted to add in the segment about talking about people in our lives that have like made a difference, especially in the industry yeah. and like just like as people in our lives. And Joaquin is just it's just he's just an incredible person. He is. And I mean, he makes me feel, he made me feel like home. He and, he's an incredible guy. Oh my god! And like it's it just made me so happy. And I miss that boy. Me too. Joaquin, te adoro, pendejo. Uh, te amo. <laughs> is that right? It's right. It's right. You're doing good. Te amo. You're, do- you're doing good, baby. That is um, a queer film, by the way. Yes. And about a relationship um, with Mark. Yeah. Amy Lynn Westray. Amy Lynn Westray. Who's one of my very, very good friends and Indeed. who we both yeah. adore. I've had the pleasure of properly being acquainted to them recently. As well as um, Joaquin, who did a year of ETA. Yes. And Amy also is a graduate for European Theatre Arts. Yes. Um, and Rose Bruford Rose College, Bruford College of Arts. Has a show on the 31st of July and the 1st of August um, at the Applecarts Arts Centre. So go and book, assholes! Called Crowbar Girl. On the 5th of August, Amy Lynn Westray and Victor Andonoff 
have a duo act called Cars and Swells, which is, it's called It Takes Two to Tango at the Hammersmith Art Centre. So basically just adding in a load of our friends Our friends doing shit. Doing like, some like stuff Like also, friends, friends of ours who are doing shit, let us know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, we'll tell shout us. You out. We'll shout you out. We'll add you on here. We'll you know? also begin to shout you out if, uh, actually, we can tease this in a moment. Yeah. We're planning a Patreon. Yeah. we're planning. Patreon.com. So, <laughs> Patreon.com slash ADHD Features Presents. So officially, so a way of helping us uh, as, a, as a way of supporting the content that we make and if you want to see more stuff like us and also want to see more stuff that we make behind the scenes shit also like what we what, what we could call private episodes basically yes. us chatting about like the <laughs> shit that we love about and also like just having cool fucking also, shit also I think there'll be some more kind of exploration of yeah. especially ADHD absolutely because we obviously go a lot in depth about films and we mention ADHD we do like the kind of but I think we want to add a little bit more about... We, I mean, we can have... I mean, the plan is to have more fun... Like, have more tangents about the, about the very condition we are yeah. in. However, because a lot of this... The last few months have been very, like, on it with films. Because we've had... I mean, June was kind of bad for films. But July has been on it. Mm-hmm. July has been on it. Barbenheimer! Baby Hunter! Yeah. It's going to be fucking crazy. Oh, my God! I can't wait. I'm going to cry. Uh... I'm going to cry on both. We might have fucking radiation and fabulous poisoning in it. It's gonna be funny. <laughs> She's everything, and he's just Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was such a good. Um, so we went on a full on tangent, but we really we do want to like go into like Patreon.com and yes. like exploring just like that. As I mean, a, to have some... we, we, it's not set up yet, but hopefully by the time that. Uh, Barbenheimer episode comes out oh, it'll be set up I forgot to say that we also have our streaming services just if you're listening to this on Spotify right now we also have the option to have it on Apple Podcast Apple Podcasts <laughs> Apple Podcasts <laughs> Apple Podcasts yes Apple Podcasts and Castbox you need yes. to go to Castbox Castbox.com slash ADHD Feature Presents everything that all of our socials are linked on everything our everything everything is ADHD Feature Presents except for our email which is ADHD.Features.Presents at gmail.com so if you want to uh, contact us, please do. Yeah, uh, drop us an email. All of our socials are always linked. Always anyway. there. And also, uh, all, for all of you who wanted to see us back on YouTube, sadly we're not back yet. We're yes. Fine, uh, due to our previous technical difficulties with the video, uh, we're holding off back on that. However, for the Barbenheimer episode, you guys are not ready You're because not. we're going full out. We you are, guys are not is. ready. You should be excited. It's gonna be very. Fun. I am. I am. I am. I am. I am. I am. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so <laughs> we wanted to have it a little bit more accessible for people to watch it on certain places. If there's anywhere that you feel that might be better for, like, streaming platforms that you think would be more us. accessible, just tell us. Yeah. And if there's anything, like, we haven't mentioned about if there's any things that you guys want us to talk about on the podcast. Please. Please let I'm us actually, know. No, let's, okay, you know what? We will have suggestions in our Patreon for any pod, for any episodes that you want us to look at. Yes. And we will, of course, take suggestions, but we will look at the ones that on Patreon are going to be a little more serious. Also, at the bottom of our Spotify links, we have a questionnaire where you can answer things that you enjoyed about the podcast and just answer a little question for us. Also, just tell us shit. Like, just tell us stuff, what's yeah. going on, what you think. Drop us some messages. We like getting DMs. Yeah. I always answer. You answer. I don't. <laughs> JP doesn't. I'm very... But I tell him about the messages. I know, you do tell me about the messages. But basically... I'm the old man here. We want... Oh, this is true. <laughs> we yeah. wanted to explain just kind of where we're wanting to take with this podcast. Obviously, I know we took a very big tangent. Yeah, we did. But I'm also taking the same amount of break that, you know, Ariasa took from making yeah. Midsummer and uh, Bo is Afraid. Four years to fucking get Bo is Afraid out. So I think we can do like at least like 10 minutes. Also, Bo is Afraid is very long, so this is part of the joke. Yeah, this is this is the, this is the joke. Yeah, it's all planned, actually. It is, it is. Um, uh, anyways, uh, I'm very afraid. I'm also very afraid. But yeah, we want to explore a little bit more in that. 
We've got some ed- episodes coming up, obviously, we'll talk about. But um, if we let's get into Bo is Afraid. Let's talk about Bo is Afraid. We had that whole... Now, this, this episode's going to be probably the longest. It's, it makes sense, it's an Ari Aster episode, but like... Well, at least it's not three hours long. I like the three hours, though. No! <laughs> it was so long! Welcome to JP and Andy being at odds about a movie. <sighs> we finally reached the point. To be fair, we do have our opposite opinions we about do. things. We Bo's do. afraid. I'm afraid. I am afraid. Bo's afraid... I was afraid. ...is, honestly, and I know you're going to hate me for this... No. ...it's my favourite Ari Aster. What?! It's my favourite. What?! It's my favourite. Cut the podcast! I'm <laughs> quitting this fucking thing! <laughs> no, I just mean cut the podcast altogether, get rid of it. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Our friendship is over. What? It was your favorite one. Yeah. Are you just? Yeah. Yeah, actually. Uh, I might change my opinion in a week, but it actually might be. It has everything I love about a movie. It is fucking weird and bizarre, and it talks about so much shit. It was, and it's not clear about it. Yes. Favorite one. That's probably my my favorite Ari Aster movie. I respect it. I'm not going to be. I know Midsummer is your favorite. I love Midsummer as well. However. Something about Bo's Afraid, for me, everything about that movie, I think, perfectly captures anxiety. I love the first half. I love all of it. The scene, I think... the scene where he's, like, running from, um, that's really specific, isn't it? The scene yeah. where he's running. He runs um, a lot in that movie. He really does. That must have took some time. Yeah. The scene where he was, like, running between... Oh, I'm not getting into <laughs> <laughs> commitment. commitment to doing things, but, I mean, Jackie Chan did it first. Yeah, he did. So, yeah. you know. So, I love the first half where he's running, and it's so anxiety-driven because it's all the people following him into his flat. Yeah. Love that. Okay, let's, let's go act for yeah. act. Okay, because okay. act one, New York. It's just New York. I'm sorry. Everything about that movie is just New York. Oh. New York! Nacri Django went into tomato. There's nothing you can do when you're tomato. When you're Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, but both he fr- runs on his little shoes. <laughs> <laughs> the first, okay, the first act of Bo is Afraid out of the four acts, it's the best act. Honestly, yeah, it is. It is the best act because it is. I just want to make it clear real quickly for you. Yeah, I do love the film. It's just, just not say, my favorite. It's just not my favorite. Yeah. I just, I just thought it was very long. I know. I, I like long movies though. I know you do, and I can't, I can't do long films. I know. I really. Struggle. It's the weird thing. I have ADHD, but I love fucking long form media. This is guys going back to ADHD. Not everyone's ADHD is the same. It's not the same. He can focus for a long time. For some reason, I can. No, I, I perfectly say that's the reason. Yeah. Well, this is true. Yeah. I mean, I can. Hyperfixate. Hyperfixate. But like for me, it's like I can hyperfixate on one thing at one moment and one period of time, oh, I and I will not that. break. I can't do that. I, like, my brain doesn't process like that. I like an example is fucking Avatar: The Way of Water. Love it. Do love it. Like I love three-hour movies mm. for some reason. Dune was so long. I adore Dune. It was. So when Dune Part Two comes out, we have a full like episode about talking about it. Yeah. I know you don't like long movies, but I fucking love I Dune, mean, dude. Well, this is why I struggle with Martin Scorsese's films. Yes. Yeah. Because they're very long. They are very long. And, like, I do appreciate a long film. I mean, like, I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, Babylon. Babylon. Babylon, yeah. Could watch that over and over. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I can do long films. It just has to be in the right headspace. Yeah. I don't know if I was in the right headspace watching Bo is Afraid. I don't think you were. No, uh, it's the same thing with Fred. I mean, I spoke about Fred's Dispatch and about yeah. my opinion on that. I just find, like, do you know, it's the focusing thing. Yeah, a lot of it is. But, that. you know, that's my ADHD. Yeah. Maybe I need to do it when I'm medicated. Maybe. But no. Uh, but, yeah, no, Bo is Afraid, I think my, my personal favorite act is either the first act. Mm-hmm. Or the mother act. Patty Lapone. Patty oh motherfucking Lapone. When she came on the screen, I screamed. I, I literally screamed. Oh I my god. I literally was like, oh my god, this casting. So I was. So Patty Lapone. 
Oh, I love it's her so, so much. Honestly, uh, also, spoilers for Bo's Afraid. You haven't seen Bo's Afraid. Fucking watch it already. But penis. What was that about? Uh, masculinity, I think. Yeah, but like... It was so out of tilt. Yeah. You don't feel like that, that makes sense. I, you know, here's my opinion on this. Yeah. If they were going to do it, they should have done it as a drawing and not as an actual CGI'd penis. I think that's why, like, I, I don't it like felt... it that it's a CGI penis. No, I don't. No, I don't like it. But if it's it disgusting. Drawn... But it's disgusting and it should be disgusting. <laughs> it's a lot. I think, her, I think actually, it's the fact that it's, it's, it's his dad. But it's tech, it's like an image oh. of his like sexual like his pent up for like sexual oh, frustration, I hate and the it. fact that his fucking person that he fell in love with she just fucking f- stops, mm. he just freezes. The fact that he kills that girl. Yeah. He sleeps. Oh. Yeah. Also, the fact that Bo should be dead. In so much of that movie, he should be dead. He escaped everything. Yeah. Bro, I he's did, just tortured. To be fair, I did really like the act where he's at the. The Forest? doctor's house. Oh yeah, the doctor's house. When she like. Okay, I have issues with the doctor's house. I have issues with it. I really do. Not great. Yeah. But I really like the scene where she just is drinking paint for some reason. Yeah, that's. I mean, that scene is awful. It's, it's awful to see. Awful. How I, my main issue is the fact of portraying Venezuelans as only traumatized people. Mm. That was like Ari. Yeah. Thank you for the rep. However, the fact you had to present a, a Venezuelan man who's traumatized by what's happening in that country, and all he does is be a killing machine, Ari. I understand the trauma. I get it. I get how you're doing it. But why the fuck did I have to be my people? Yeah, literally. There's better ways of handling that shit, my dude. Yeah, he uh... he do he does shit like this. Like he has very good. I he does very good work. However, he does handle some topics mm. in not the best way. He approaches. He's a white. He's a straight white man. This is what I mean. He approaches certain cultures as well. He does very. A little. I mean, bit. Midsummer is a this great is, example. Yeah. Well, we spoke about that earlier. Yeah. Like, and with this, same. like, it's like, it's not, you're not approaching something yeah, like that. exactly. I will exact say thing. he did perfectly, in the entire theater section, he did perfectly just call out the actors. <laughs> the, the fucking zip zap shit was just, uh, oh no. That was fucking that, I, me, Okay, I went to see it with a friend and we were, we both looked at each other and was like, this shit is so funny, I'm sorry. How yeah. did you know? How did you know? Well, this is the thing, like, and we've spoke about in, like, you know, the episodes we've done about the experiences as being yeah. actors and making fun of actors as actors. It's so funny. It's fucking hilarious. There's nothing like, there's nothing funnier than acting meta comedy. Yeah, it's so true. Like, I think that entire section, it's also, again, culty as hell. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean acting is a cult. It's fun, yeah, yeah. It, the acting industry, theater in general is very culty. Uh, that whole 20 minute segment that, of him Fucking walking through the different things. Oh, the it's diff- so beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's also... Again, actually, speaking of the fact that he spoils everything about the movie, in the doctor's house, he basically shows you everything that's going to happen in the TV. Yeah. So the he TV still has it. so clever. Oh my God, it's so fucking smart. So fucking clever. The, uh, one thing I will say, it felt like... The accent's coming out. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it felt like the Truman Show. It did. On acid. It did. It really it's, it's the true it's the Truman show meets uh Mummy Dearest. Yeah, that's what I was literally movie. about to go back to you. The yeah. casting in that movie. I mean Crazy. apart from Patty Lapone. Every single member of that cast is killing it. Like Joaquin is great, but Patty Lapone steals that Patty movie. Lapone, it, I'm sorry. Also, it's the fact that she is everywhere in that She's movie. Fucking... She's hidden everywhere in that movie. Yes. Fucking crazy. Oh my god. The exploration that they used to showcase intrusive thoughts and abuse. abuse. Oh my god. 
was fucking insatiable. Oh my god. It was also, something that I... Dissociation anxiety. Oh! Sorry, a perfect example of dissociation yes. of just him standing. For, yeah. For, like, he just stands and then it's just nighttime. Yeah. It's so perfect. So good. Oh my god. So good. Yeah, just like, the, the kind of... Also, the way it was shot, it felt anxious. It's also unclear if anything is real. Yeah. You never know if anything is real. I had no idea what was going on at that yeah. point. Yeah. All the time. I it's a, no it's almost like, idea. it's so much like a fever dream. And even the my brother, shout out to my brother, was like, yeah, it's kind of like explaining like, oh, um, well, I was going in the desert and then the floor was actually sand and then Nicolas Cage for some reason was my dad. And then, <laughs> and I was like, right. Yeah, like, <laughs> was, fair, fair, fair. I was like, yeah, of course I've had that dream before. <laughs> <laughs> so it was apparently by his friend. Yeah. I mean, my brother's friend is literally like, why didn't they cast Nicolas Cage? In I mean, they probably, probably called him for it, but I think the movie's already weird enough without like Nicolas Cage. Because <laughs> my God, holy shit. Nicolas Cage. Uh, but it's, oh my God. Like if you haven't seen Bo's Afraid, go watch it. Make your yeah. own opinion about it. All of Ari Aster's movies, just watch them. You will be traumatized, but make your own opinion about them because they're movies worth I think discussing. Ari Aster does such a good job in exploring different levels of trauma yeah. and kind of the isolation it feels. Yeah. And like his films always are very different, but they're not. However, they're all focused about trauma, which is, I think, yeah. I think as a way of exploring mental health, he does it in a way that is sensitive in the sense of it's not showing the horror of it, but the difficulty behind it. Because it is so difficult. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, it's oh, it glor- for so long for so long, mental health was glorified and like idealized, and it's like, no, it's fucking hard. It's really fucking hard. The the biggest thing I found was the the repetition of using his medication. He do- it does. It's very well done. It is well done. About oh my god, I just popped back in my head about the whole therapist thing. Yeah. About his therapist. Oh yeah, therapist being in it. Internet. Oh my that god. Is terrifying. That is fucking that is terrifying. That is like that is our worst nightmare. Oh my. god. Go get therapy. Go get therapy. Um, if you want to. Don't feel pressured. Yeah. Don't, okay. I will, I will put in the same way that I told everybody. Therapy is a very important thing if you feel like you need it. It is something that will do good to you if you feel that like there's something that is unresolved. I would recommend it to everybody because all of Agreed. us have some kind of trauma that either we have processed or unprocessed. But it is fundamental that you look within yourself agreed. and find a way to heal. Yeah. That's your PSA. Completely day. agreed. Yeah. That is a little... That's my gift to you. That's our gift to you. If you want any um, helplines or therapy services, we'll put some in the description. Go ahead. Because that's quite sweet. Yeah. Because therapies help both of us. The fear of having your therapist. Yeah. Be telling you everything about you to your loved ones. Okay, the fact that the fucking therapist was the priest from Ladybird. Yeah. It's also the fact, it's also the fact, additionally, the Oedipus, Oedipus, fuck it. The, the fact that it's clear that it's likely that he, Patty Lapone wants yep. to sleep with him. Yep. That's the fucking disgusting thing about I'm it. I'm sorry, but I'm going to say this now. It's it's such a good depiction of mother and son relationships. Yeah. About. <laughs> it's kind, it kind of is. Oh, it's so bad. It's, it's I mean, so I, bad. My, my relationship with mother is great, thank fuck. Yeah. But it's not that bad. You know how there's like the, like the, oh, mommy loves you, it's so great. And then, yeah. your mommy's precious it's, it's, boy. It's, it's very much like a manipulative. No, but she does manipulate the fuck out of him. Yeah, she yeah. does. She Because she wants to keep him yeah. protected because she doesn't want to. She also wants to sleep with him. Oh, so Ew. weird. Ah. I mean, actually, let's talk about the ending. Because that ending. Oh my God, that links so well to the Johnson film. It does. It does. Discovery. Discovery. <laughs> Inside. Inside number nine. Watch that series, actually. 
But the ending of that fucking movie is so fucking good because it's perfectly like the fact that his own fucking defense can't be heard. Mm-hmm. It's like he's enti- it's almost like him fighting back is almost he can't do it anymore. And it's like the fact that anything all the things that are being lied about that is that his mom's lawyer is talking about. And then it's the fact that like oh he just he gives, he just gives up. He just gives up in the boat. In the boat. And he can't fucking leave because he's fucking stuck to it. So true, man. And I just left with that. That is awful. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Like, I legitimately, like, it's on, it's so intelligent, the fact that it just, like, it just, and it ends, it just ends with him the drowning. The fact that, also, the way that they sat that in, like, a gladiator style ring. I'm like. It's a, it's a voyeurism sport. It's fucking crazy. It's honestly. The whole film is voyeurism. It is. And, like. Of, like, exploration of voyeurism in this whole piece is crazy. I mean, every single piece he is being watched. Yes. Everything. And it's about being watched. It's about being watched. And we're watching him yeah. being watched. It's like, I mean, with Hereditary, it's a doll's house. It's like a stage. You're wa- It's literally an outside perspective. Midsummer. it's the cult watching Danny's every single move. It's both afraid with the fact that Everybody his mother, is- Mona, yeah. owns it. Mona is just Disney. It's just, yeah. it's Big Brother. Yeah. It's like Big Brother. She owns and watches everything. Yeah, it's like a de- it's glorifying horror. It's glorifying the spec- it's spectacle. Jordan yeah. Peele. We have to talk about Jordan Peele at one point. Oh, I love Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Oh my God, Jordan Peele. You know my spectacle. opinions on Nope, though. I'm not. I, it, the same, same with... The fact that you don't like Nope, but you don't like Boys Afraid is very funny. Because I love Nope and I love Boys Afraid. I like Nope, but I don't love it. I love Nope. It also might be one of my favourite. It actually might be his favourite. No, my favourite's Us. I actually not us is great, but I don't know. I think I I, I just love the whole hands across America. Oh yeah, thing. the hands across America thing is great. It's just kind of yeah, but I think just no, but as a reference of like filmmaking and the fact of like oh spectacle. If we're looking at like this is what I'm saying about for some reason it's been filmmakers who have specifically made these like three feature films. Yeah, and, and the third been... films are about being watched. Yeah, specifically yeah. about someone watching. It's very Big Brother esque. Yeah, it's very 1984. Yeah, well, I mean, like. Let's be realistic. George Orwell is such a big yeah. influence for a lot of people. As I mean, much yeah. As, as much as like, I mean, we now—it's the joke now, but we live in nineteen eighty-four. It's a joke, but however, yeah. it's so important because how the rise of AI, the rise of CCTV, mm-hmm. the fact that we're constantly being watched for our protection, quote unquote. Yeah. It's the fact that we share everything all the time on social media. Yeah. It's it's. We're sharing both, this on social it's exactly, media. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's. I mean, Bo perfectly. Bo Bo Burnham perfectly put it. If you can live your life without only to do it, how the fuck do you get it out of that? It's impossible because we're fucked. Well, well, because well, it's that's the whole thing with like the horror films that are impicting the things that can actually happen, yeah. and that's something I think is so interesting about it. Obviously, I don't think there's going to be a giant penis that just like follows. No, but around. a lot but of it. Of a, I mean, a lot of it is very much. I mean, it's like pent up sexuality as well. Because he, the fact that he doesn't sleep with anybody until he's in his thirties or his fifties. R.I.P. R.I.P. Dude, oh, I feel so bad for you. Oh. I blame his mother for the fact of basically. Well, telling him that he could die. Yeah, it's like Jesus. Ari Aster continues. I can't wait to see what he does. Eddington. Eddington. It's about COVID. Oh shit! That's what he's going very. He's going more relevant as the years go by, and that's kind of scary. Yeah. Also, we get it. The between us, we've gotten a handful of good COVID movies. Ryan Ryan Johnson's Glass Onion was a great COVID movie. Uh, if you haven't seen uh, the TV show Station Eleven, that's a great show that came out in the middle of COVID. That was from during COVID, and I think it's a great reflection of COVID and I think of like the way of that. Like it's just we're yellow getting jackets. like uh, uh? Yellow, yellow jackets. Yellow jackets, yeah, yellow jackets. I haven't seen yellow jackets that much. I've seen oh, a little bit. So good. I yeah, know. It's I mean, cults. So good. Cults. 
we we have a thing for cult films. We do, apparently. and cult classics. Cult classics, cult films. Um, but yeah, honestly, I can't wait to see what he does. Is. I mean, I'm so intrigued to see where it continues going, yeah. and just in general, How psychological horror. Oh my god, yeah. It's, where it goes, I, I mean, personally, we're getting great psychological yeah. horror recently. Oh my god, they've been so good. I want some more short films turned into real features. Yeah, I mean, Bo is afraid was that. That's what I mean. Yeah. I want more of that. Uh, this is, yeah. I'm just inspired by Ari and what he makes, and a lot of a lot of filmmakers have been inspired. I would love to work by. with him. I'd love to see Ari Aster do a lesbian horror film. Yeah, actually, that'd be fun. How fun would that? Maybe I'll make it. Yeah, maybe we'll. You make a it lesbian will. horror film. How funny would that be? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, it's a romance. Isn't there like a a? There's a film. Okay, plug. Eating Miss Campbell, which was showcased at Fright Fest UK last year, that was twenty twenty two. It is a short. It is a film made by Liam Regan. Nice or Reagan? I think it's Reagan. Sorry, sorry, Liam. Um, have it to on Instagram. I met him for the like. I saw a lot of the clips from it, and it's yeah. so funny. The whole premise idea about like, like a lesbian cool, and it's like a like a teenager like develops this delicious collection of flesh and the human so the joke Ooh. is obviously it's like a lesbian like teacher and a like a lesbian yeah. well they might be queer but and obviously the running joke is eating miss campbell so yeah eating you know eating your teacher eating your teacher but then it turns out that she goes around and yeah eats people yeah. that she's you know it's kind of heathers it is kind of heathers. it's heathers but make it lesbian and make gay. it yeah heathers but gay heathers but gay that's my dream yeah um but yeah. If you get the chance, go to Fright Fest. It's normally shown at Sydney World Leicester Square during August. So go have a watch. It's on for like four days. Go watch a load of short horror films. Also, if you can go to something like Sundance, which you went to, when I you did went go to, Sundance, to Sundance. It's like the London event at Sundance. Like Sundance which Sundance we event. will be talking about the Sundance we will. specifically, but it will be later on. It will be. I will be at another point. It will be another point. I think when, also when the new has the new festival circuit began. Yes, it has. Yes. It's it's more about the fact that um, we want to make it accessible for people because release wise, yeah, I saw some films not a lot. Uh, this has been a very long episode for a very really, uh, really has. A, a filmmaker that makes very, very long fucking movies. My yeah. God, but some incredible films, and he's such a big influence on like a lot of people in the industry. And horror is such a difficult thing. to Horror as a genre is one that is industrially been kind of made as this like. B movie because it's been it was the additional movies that were kind of like and it's so it's so sad because some of the best movies ever made are horror movies and it's a shame because these it's where I think true filmmaking gets to experiment and evolve and progress like progress apart from like the great the greatest of all time I mean tech I mean did Spielberg do a horror movie no Jaws yeah Jaws was technically a horror movie Yeah. yeah like a lot of the great artists began with doing horror adjacent or thriller movies yeah we wouldn't have cinema in the way that we'd have it if it wasn't for horror movies i mean look at the thing the thing oh my god the thing yeah yeah we have shit like the thing we have shit stanley kubrick with the fucking shining yeah. huge influences oh my god one thing that does kind of bother me though and i'm not gonna lie is they're all male directors. horror especially in the shorter versions of horror is so well effective. done it's so effective i mean you look at like pearl and maxine and x hour maxine and is coming out oh maxine is coming out yeah hour and a half films beautifully done the same kind of... It's the short horror films. The gritty ones. St. Maud. Have you St. seen that Maud, film? St. Maud, it's so... Do you remember that film? Yes, I did. So fucking good. Hour and a half film. Hour and yeah, hour and a half. 90 Minutes yeah. and Under, if yeah. that's something like that. That is beautiful. I mean, that's that exactly I your shit. That is my shit. At 90 Minutes and Under. Yeah. For you, it's like... You like short films that have like a very... Short films of, that have a fucking... For me, I like to feel the dread for three hours. Yeah. 
Yeah. Three hour dread. Three hour dread. Anyway, Ari, you were great. You were um, fucking phenomenal. I can't wait for you. The three-way. The three-way. So good. Excellent three-way. I hope you continue to uh, enjoy that three-way while you become a four-way and then it continues on until it's an orgy. It has been a pleasure to watch you evolve over the years and we can't wait to see how no, else you excited. traumatize us. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed tonight's presentations. Keep all phones on silent. And someone, please, help, help us. us. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.